the neighbors, there they go again. Jeez, it's like clockwork. Every weekend, he grabs his clubs, she grabs a duffel, and they're gone for the night. And when they come back, they look so relaxed and happy. Where do you think they go? Well, they're not rich, so it must be affordable. Maybe some kind of marriage retreat? Oh, right, with golf clubs? And she looks so refreshed. We could use some of whatever it is. Go ask them when they get back. Well, they're back, and you won't believe it. Surprise me. They've been going to Casablanca Resort in Mesquite on that $99 room and golf getaway. Sometimes they go for the $99 room and spa getaway. They love it. Hey, we could afford 99 bucks, and it's only a little more than an hour's drive. Let's treat ourselves. Book your $99 room and golf or spa getaway today at mesquitegaming.com or call 877-GETAWAY. Casablanca Resort in Mesquite, just like Vegas used to be. Must be 21 years or older. The autumn wind is a pirate. And welcome to Cozy's Corner on Drive 969949. I'm your host, Coach Jim Bola, and yesterday Mike Mayock came out with a press conference talking about getting down to the 53-man roster and the cuts and the guys that they're keeping. So uh, Mike Mayock put it out there. This should be a playoff team this year. So we're going to hold Mike Mayock. A lot of people in the media are going to hold Mike Mayock to that. So here is Mike Mayock, courtesy of the Raiders Network. Uh, so I've been here three years now, and it's kind of been fun for me to watch the evolution of both the draft picks and, and the college free, ag- free agents and, you know, what you're trying to do in the, uh, with free agency. Um, I think from a draft pick perspective, it's kind of been fun, again, for year three for me to kind of look back at 19 and see who's become leaders on this team. You know, and see some of those guys, like even on the third day of the 2019 draft, guys like Max Crosby, um, Foster Moreau, Hunter Renfro, all three of them are leaders now, uh, along with Clee, along with uh, Josh. Um, John's been really good. Trayvon's had his most. So that, that class is, is kind of growing up, and for me that's fun. See them year three. They're, they're growing into men now. Um, last year's group t- took a little bit of a step up, I think, this year in camp with, uh, you know, two first-round picks. Uh, Ruggs came in, uh, a little bit different guy. Um, you can feel his speed more than last year. Um, come on in. How are you, sir? Um, Arnett, I've liked the way he's approached this camp, and I think Casey Hayward's been a really steadying influence on him. Uh, Brian Edwards, everybody's excited about. John Simpson's playing his tail off. And I think one of the cool stories of this camp is Amik. Amik looks like the guy we saw back two years ago in college, both inside and outside. Um, and then this year's group, um, Jimmy Morris, he goes to practice squad, but everybody else is on the team. And there's been some pretty good stories there from top to bottom. So um, that's a long way to say that uh, it's like a jigsaw puzzle. 
it's kind of cool to see some of these guys uh, grow up. Uh, it was fun watching this year's draft picks. I think they kind of are who we hoped they would be, but we're still in the preseason, so we'll have to see. Sure. Veteran cuts kind of stood out yesterday. Derek Carrier, John Brown, and uh, Carl Joseph as well mm-hmm. back in. Uh, what kind of went into the overall thinking with, with those three guys particularly? Yeah, um, keep in mind that the roster is fluid, okay, especially, you know, the first 48 hours after this. And I can attest to that as I wasn't a very good player, and they often used me as that proxy to get a guy through to IR, you know. So uh, keep in mind that it's fluid, uh, number one. Uh, with those, uh, with Carl, my heart goes out to him. He's a good football player and he's a really good person. Um, I've had the opportunity to be with him twice now in 19 and then again this year. Um, and look, number one, you got to stay healthy. He was playing really well. And he played well, but he missed two games. Uh, you got to stay healthy. And number two, we've got some young guys that are pushing hard. Uh, this Teamer kid came in, and I didn't even know much about Teamer. That, that was kind of Gus and his guys saying, Mike, can we get him in here? He can play free, he can play strong, he can even play nickel. And he'd be a nice piece for us to look at this summer. And to my surprise, he's better than that. Um, and he earned a roster spot. Make no mistake about it. It wasn't because of, he knew the system. He earned a spot. Um, and then you've got Gillespie, the fourth-round kid, who, you know, he got hurt early, came back. He's competing now. We think he's going to be a really good special teams player And as he learns how to play safety. So for Carl, that he had to be out there competing every day. Um, I think for John, it's, it's a little bit similar. I mean, John is, is, is a speed guy. He's quick. He's fast. Um, he's got to be out there every day competing. And um, again, I feel badly for him also because I just, I think what happens in camp, is that those first three guys, the young wideouts, they need as many many reps as they can get. It's not like you've got three veterans who are just kind of taking a certain number of reps per period. Those guys need reps, and we force-fed them reps with Dirk. So those three guys are getting force-fed into the first-team huddle so that we get that rapport going, right? Um, and then you've got John who's fighting for reps, and here comes Zay Jones. You know, and Zay Jones might be in better shape than anybody on our football team. And uh, and then you've got Willie Sneed, who when you, when you use the term savvy veteran, you know, that's who you're talking about. He can play all three positions. Um, if, God forbid, if anything happened to Hunter, he could step in and run that slot position all day long. Um, so those five guys got the majority of snaps. And, and so you got to kind of knock the door down to get your snaps. And, and when you're not available every day, that's difficult. Um Dark has been one of uh, Carrier has been one of our best special teams players, and uh, we'll wait and see what happens there. Nate Hobbs has been a guy that's got a lot of attention this this training camp. Uh, fifth round pick. What, what did you guys go? What was the mindset going into getting him, and, and how happy have you been with him? I'll tell you a, a cool story, and this is kind of what I think scouting's all about. Um, and in our building, where the coaches are so involved, it's even a better story. Um, so, uh, I got a call from one of our cross check scouts after the Illinois pro day. And he said, Mike, do me a favor and put your eyes on Nate Hobbs. He just ran 4.45, he jumped 41 inches, he tested better than we thought he was gonna test. And I'm not sure if we got the right grade on him. We had a good, we had a good don't get me wrong, we had a pretty solid grade on him. But we, I, I wanna make sure he's not getting lost in the cornerback shuffle. So I got off the phone and literally put his tape on right there. And I was like, man, he, he competes, he's tackle, he tackles, he's tough. 
He's a three-year starter in the Big Ten. He was an outside corner almost predominantly. And he played special teams. I mean, this was a hard-nosed, tough guy. And he just ran 4.45 and jumped 41 inches. So I literally got out of my chair. I spent about two hours watching him, got out of my chair, sprinted downstairs to the second floor, grabbed Ron Miles, defensive back coach. And again, it, it, every building's different. Trust me, I spent 18 years in NFL Network being in all, build, all the buildings. And everybody does their jobs differently. Uh, we're a coach driven building with our scouts. So I run downstairs, say, Milo, get your eye on this guy, please. Okay, and tell me what you think today. He comes running back up in about an hour and a half. We got something. He said, I think, you know, this, this kid will compete at nickel. And he was an outside guy. And the reason we thought he could compete at nickel was how tough he was. Okay, his quickness and his toughness. He, he rarely missed tackles, a very aggressive kid. So when you talk about moving outside to inside, that's what you're looking for. A, you got to be a quick processor, which was the, we can't tell whether he was or not at, as an outside corner, but B, you better be quick and you better be tough. And he was, he was those things. So all of a sudden, now we kind of push him up the board a little bit more. The coaches like him, the scouts like him. Uh, we got him on a Zoom call and he knocked it out of the park. And what our coaches do is they challenge him pretty hard mentally. They give him some of our Raider verbiage and they push it out and challenge it back. He got all the concept, concepts immediately. I was on the Zoom call. I saw, I wasn't like I, I heard about it. I, I was on the call. He got all the concepts. The coaches drilled him. He got an A-plus on that drill, and we're sitting back there going, okay, what's wrong with this picture? Three-year starter in the Big Ten, tough, competitive. Every one of our scouting grades on him with, with competes and toughness was at a high end. So I, I think the cool part for me is seeing it come together. It started with the trigger from the cross-checker to tell me to get my eye, my eye on him. It went from there down to Milo. It, then it went to the Zoom call, and then it was the whole group getting together saying, we got to get this guy. You know, where is he probably going to go league value, and at what point do we have to pull the trigger? I'm sorry if that was too long. Oh, that was great. <laughs> Last year, the defensive line was the Achilles heel of this team. How happy are you with the fact, I mean, it's completely new? Um, I, I feel like the answer to that question is a few weeks away, and, and I'm just being honest with you. And, and you know, I, I played for Bill Parcells, and he always said potential means you ain't done a damn thing yet. And, and I'm a big believer in that. And it doesn't mean that these guys that are with us haven't done it individually in the league. We just haven't done it collectively as a Raiders defense yet. So, um, you know, Baltimore presents a challenge that's unique in this league. And we better be ready to play. That's, that's all I know. Mike, uh, look at linebacker with some injuries. Yeah. And then also uh, a backup tackle. Uh, how do you feel about those two positions, and, and is that something that you kind of keep an eye on for both of those spots? Yeah, I think you always do. Uh, but linebacker, you know, you, you mentioned you know the D line. We feel a little bit better. Uh, some of the young guys on the back end have played well, and then you get you get punched in the gut a little bit with some injuries at, at linebacker. Uh, obviously, we feel pretty good about the trade we made with Carolina last week. Uh, not only, you know, sometimes coaches, I think, put a lot of emphasis on knowing a system, right? But not only does this kid know their system, he's been a good football player. So we, we feel pretty good about bringing Denzel Perryman in and adding him to the group. Um, but when you lose Nick Morrow, when you lose Javen White, are we still open for business potentially? Yeah, we, we are. Uh, the other position was what? Three tackles. Yeah, I mean, we have three tackles. Uh, Denzel has played guard tackle. Um, you know, we only carried eight 
I would anticipate we would get to nine probably at some point in the near future. Um, I'd feel more comfortable with nine, to be honest with you. But we just thought there was a kind of a cutoff point after eight for where, where we were. Um, so uh, the, what I really like about our three tackles is I think um, I think Colton's had the best camp since he's been here. Um, I think Leatherwood is exactly what we thought he was. And uh, Parker's had his best camp. So he's a true swing tackle, which in this league carries a lot of value. I know you were, you were all over the place in training camp, but you spent a lot of time the scene anyway with the offensive linemen. Was there something that you were, you know, trying to get a finger on, a handle on? Uh, I tell you what's funny. I mean, this is true. My dad was an offensive line coach uh, at University of Penn when I was a little kid before he became my high school coach. So <laughs> I've always spent a lot of time there. It's, it's kind of interesting. Um, every college practice I go to, every NFL practice I ever went to, I, I, I gravitated towards O-line, Not partly because of my dad, but more because I think that's kind of the backbone of what you're doing offensively. I think everything grows from the let, – let's put the quarterback on the side for a second. That's a special conversation. But beyond the quarterback, I'm a huge believer that your offensive line kind of drives your entire team and certainly your offense. So, A, I love that anyway. And, B, was I anxious to see how Leatherwood was going to play? Yeah. Um, you know, you trade three guys. A lot of people criticize the moves, you know, and, and Cable, me, and Gruden are probably most energized about watching these young guys compete. And that, that's not when I'm, I'm not electing any of them to, to Canton. I'm just saying we're excited to watch these kids compete. Trey Reagan said everybody had so many good things to say about it. You guys got him back. Well, was there, how much concern was there that you put him out there and he'd, he'd be picked up or something? A very legitimate concern. Thought he played really well, um, competed really well. Uh, we like him a lot. Uh, wanted to get him back, obviously. Um, one of the things that running back is that there's usually a lot of them out there, you know, and, and so sometimes you, you got to look through, when you look through the cut sheets, there aren't that many guards, tackles out there, you know, but they're, they're the wideouts and running backs are about this long, you know. So you got to sift through a lot. Um, but sure, he put good tape out there. We were worried about it process like going through the waiver wire and trying to sift through it all guys that you might have talked to even in the draft process I would tell you that I think Dwayne Joseph our director of pro did a hell of a job coordinating the whole thing because it is you're sifting through names after so really most of the work gets done in the months before and then we pull in our college staff, scouting staff also to cross check games in the preseason so it's three games this year as opposed to four but our entire pro staff and our entire college staff are either going to games or grinding tape on it and providing cross checks. So basically, we're walking into uh, the last couple of days having every player graded uh, that has been every drafted and undrafted player that's been in the league the last three years. They're graded, excuse me, graded. Um, all the older players are in our system. So we we kind of uh, I sat down last night with all the scouts kind of late, and we just kind of we went through the whole list of guys that were available, and we pulled out a group by position, could they be potential claims, potential practice squad, or guys we want to track through the season, okay? And obviously we didn't claim anybody today, um, but uh, when we, we're probably going to make some IR moves today, and that may open up a, a roster spot or two. I know Vickers a guy that you kind of kept your fingers crossed a little bit. Yeah, he's a good player inside out, and we feel like we kind of found him in Canada, you know, and that was another good scouting story. and. We found them. We developed them a little bit last year, and uh, we love the kid. Want to keep developing them. I 
understand what you said about potential, Mike, but not just training camp, going back to when you hired Gus and Ron, Jonathan Abrams been in the building working hard. Yep. How excited are you to see a, a new Jonathan Abrams this year? Jonathan. Yeah, very excited. I, I, I probably watched every snap he had at Mississippi State his last two years. He was injured at the Senior Bowl. I got to meet him a little bit and get to know him a little bit. And really, the challenge for John is to stay consistent at a high level. Okay, he flashes occasionally, big hits. You see the energy he brings to the field. The key is to do that every snap, 60, 70 snaps a game over 17 weeks and then into the playoffs. And John knows that. I'm not saying anything that, that you know we haven't talked about. And I think that's his challenge is to show everybody that he is that guy for the duration of the season. Gators, wow, can you believe it's the Raiders versus Ravens game for Monday Night Football, September 13th in Las Vegas with fans in the stadium? Everyone is charging $100 plus just to get in, and drink prices are outrageous. FanFest Vegas only has a $25 cover with your first draft free. And look, they're only four blocks from the stadium at Valley View and Diablo. Also, they have real former Super Bowl champion players from the Raiders, like all-time sack leader Greg Townsend in the house. Plus, one lucky fan will win two tickets for the game at the 4 p.m. raffle. Honey, join us at FanFest Vegas Tailgate Party with DJ and live band. For tickets and information, go to FanFestVegas.com. And welcome back to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network. And we've got part two of Mike Mayock. And again, you got to remember, he said they're going to be a playoff team this year. And as I said, there's a lot of media, Twitter, Facebook, press, uh, wanting to hold him to that. So here is part two of Mike Mayock talking about the 53-man roster for the Raiders. With the practice squad getting increased to 16 players and still being able to have a few veterans on there, how did you approach just building that this point? Yeah, and it's interesting because they did that last year because of COVID. You know, the, the new CBA said 12. They allowed us to go to 16. On top of the practice squad being loosened up, they've also loosened up the injured reserve and, and return to play rules. So they're trying to give you more uh, player and roster flexibility because of the potential of COVID, and they kept those rules in place this year. So you get up to six veterans and four exceptions, and you could have 16 rookies, but you get up to six and four. So the hard part about it is like that old musical chairs game, you know? So um, if you don't make a move quickly, the chairs run out. There's nowhere to sit, you know? And everybody's trying to... So we thought we had a group, good group of young guys. We made uh, offers yesterday when, when, I, when we cut them. To, to a lot of them, um, they've all basically accepted. We knew we were going to have to go outside our group to a few groups, which we have. Um, we've got a full group now, but we've got, uh, and the thing with veterans, as you guys know, is that they're not subject to waivers. So you got to get on the phone with those guys. Most veterans are looking for a 53 spot, you know, not really looking for practice squad, but it's become a little bit more acceptable to the veterans now with, with the rules being six of them. And often being an ability to return back to a 53 through, 
you know, we got a couple guys that, that we're talking to that we're like, hey, get, you know, get in here, show us what you can do. Instead of a one-day tryout, it's a two- or three-week tryout. You know, and you get comfortable with us, we get comfortable with you, and all of a sudden you're on the 53. So that's a generic way to kind of say, I like some veterans out there. We don't have quite as many as I'd like yet, but I think over a period of time you'll see the, the practice squad kind of take on a form and then hopefully be consistent for the last three, three quarters of, or so of the season. Speaking about the practice squad, a guy that you decided to bring back with the linebacker court kind of being a little thing with injuries, uh, Max Richardson, I yep. think probably has a lot of the inside ties with his recruiting, kind of looking for insight on trying to get Max back in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Max thing is interesting because he's one of the most productive college players that we had in our camp. You know, if you look at the number of tackles and what he did at Boston College, um, people that want to knock him as far as scouting are concerned is, you know, size, lack of length and overall pure speed. When you put the tape on and you just watch this guy come downhill and hit and run, um, you go, that's a pretty good football player. So uh, I have an affinity for him because I know everybody at Boston College because that's where I went to. Everybody stood on the table literally for this kid, so I wanted to get him here in the first place. Um, and I'm hoping that we can continue to develop him on the practice squad because his, his football IQ is really high. When you look at Clee Farrell move into the second unit, it looks like um, you can take that one way that he's been demoted, uh, you know, right, where he slots on the depth chart. Have you guys talked to him about that? And what, where, you know, what's the thinking behind that? And, and where is he in, in regards to that? I, th- I think the thinking behind all of it, and I'm not necessarily about Clee, is that what Rod wants to get to um, is a fluid wave. Away, and that, you know, you look at pick a team, Philadelphia, a couple of years ago when they won the Super Bowl. I mean, they had a wave. They had eight guys that just rolled, and that's what Rod's trying to do. Mike, I, I, you, you use the word excited a lot here. I was just wondering if you go back to when you got with the Raiders each September prior to the season yeah. opener. Is this the most excited and confident you've been about a fifty-three group that since you've been here, and maybe why? Yeah, it is. Um, and but um. You know, the first year I was here, I think I was excited because it was um, the, uh, you know, you bring a group of kids in that you, you, and you're kind of nervous about it. We started out six and three that year, I think, or six and four, um, and the kids played pretty well, and we just didn't play well going down the stretch. And I was really excited heading into that season. Young guys played pretty well. It was fun to watch. Um, last year, I was kind of had mixed emotions. I was very excited, but the, the lack of training camp I'm not sure if people really understand it. And all 32 teams deal with it, right? So I'm not complaining. Please don't take it that way. But it's just a different developmental path for the young guys, right? So, you know, I think the the most obvious example is our little nickel running around out there. Amik, and, you know, he's playing outside, he's playing inside. We didn't see any of the quickness, energy, disruption, and explosion last year that we're seeing this year. And it's really cool to see this year. It's cool to see the light go on. And a lot of that is not having any off-season program, being confused, playing slow. So last year, for me, was a little different. I was frustrated because I felt like in our system on both sides of the ball, it's tough on young guys. The volume is tough, especially on offense. It's tough. Um, so no off-season camp was brutal. COVID was Managing COVID was hard. It was a different kind of excitement. I don't. Know, I don't think I explained it very well, but it's a, it was a this year back to kind of normal, and I'm fired up. And it's part of a being back to normal, but b more just the accumulation of three years. 
And at this point, uh, my dad used to say, don't worry about whether or not the horse is blind, just load the friggin' truck. You know, and that's where we are. We, we've assembled 53 players. Um, we think we're going to be a pretty good football team. Uh, we're not hiding from expectations. I think John and I would both tell you that we feel like we need to be a playoff team this year. And I don't think there's any doubt about that. And you guys are all going to put that in your headlines, and, and I understand it. Um, but we're not – I mean, that's what the expectation is. We think we've done um, the infrastructure work necessary to put us in position, and we got to take care of business. Hmm? You take that? I'll, I will after this, but thank you. <laughs> I know we've seen various answers uh, about this around the league, but um, when you're talking about roster bubble and you're talking about practice squad guys, the last thing you want is obviously distractions and things that take away from the team. So uh, did you consider vaccination status at all when you're looking at that situation? Um, in, in all honesty, I'm a football guy. I, I leave the medical stuff to the medical people. And um, I think we did a pretty good job within our team in the offseason emphasizing knowledge and bringing our doctors in, letting the players make their own decisions, and we were pretty comfortable with where we ended up in the vaccination side. Kind of dovetailing on that, Mike, and not a gotcha question at all either, but you had your own battle with COVID during training camp, and you know having to, to sidestep that and bring different guys in and different protocols, did that factor at all into the, the delay in announcing the Denzel Perriman uh, acquisition? And not to, to, I'm confused at the connection. I don't, I don't really understand. What, what, I'm sorry. Well, because he admitted that he's gone on record before when he was right. the previous team that he was not right. going to take the vaccine. So there'd be more protocols for him to go through before right. he coming through. So just wondering if that factored at all in, to the delay in announcing him coming. No, I, I, it's probably Will's fault if there was a delay. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how else that, I, I, once we signed the player, I'm just excited to work with the football. I have no idea. I didn't even know it was delayed. I think you guys, uh, so I, uh, I'm trying to do my job as well as you. Hey, thank you. <laughs> we good? Thank you, guys. Everybody. Coach's Quarter continues. Welcome back to Coach's Quarter on the Highway Radio Network, and we have Christian Adderson of the Casablanca Hotel and Resort. And, Christian, you've got this great event coming up uh, September 10th through the 12th, the fourth annual Casablanca Rib Fest. So tell us a little bit about it. Absolutely. We, we have three of the uh, top barbecue vendors in the country coming to the Casablanca Resort uh, September 10th through 12th. And, you know, the, these three vendors, they've been they've been going at it for a long time and have finished really well in all the major competitions. They have over 300 awards between the three of them um, competing in, in barbecue competitions across the country. And you can come out to the Casablanca Resort and get some great ribs and some great barbecue and, and try their food. Yeah, so the Rip Fest is free to the public. Uh, food and beverages, you, you will purchase them. But you've got some of the best, as you said, some of the best barbecue people. You have some of the, some of the vendors are Austin, Texas Lightning, Chicago uh, Barbecue Company, and the Texas Outlaw Barbecue. Um, and those three alone have more than 250 first-place awards in their 25 years. Um, and then you've got a special guest. Who's your special guest for this? 
Yeah, we're we're real excited about this. We we have the the number one competitive eater in the in the <laughs> whole world, uh, Joey Chestnut, coming out uh, to the Casablanca Rib Fest on Saturday, September 11th, and he's going to be here all day. He's going to be doing some great stuff. He's going to be judging some eating competitions that we have uh, during the event. He's going to be uh, doing an autograph session. So if you're a Joey Chestnut fan, you got to come out. You can get to meet him and get an autograph um, right there at the event on September 11th. He may, like, uh, eat all the food of one of these vendors. He may go to one of the vendors' places and just, like, destroy their, their supply. Absolutely. This guy is no joke. He ate 76 <laughs> hot dogs in 10 minutes at the uh, the Nathan's Famous uh, Hot Dog Eating Contest this July. And he's eaten over nine pounds of pulled pork is his personal record. Oh, um, and uh, it's just an amazing feat. And uh, we think it's a great tie. And I think I think fans of barbecue are going to enjoy his appearance and enjoy his time at the Casablanca Rib Fest. So you're also going to have some fun for uh, for people come up. You'll have some tailgating games. Uh, daily eating contest. You'll have the DJ playing, uh, and then you're going to have some some friendly competitions. So tell us about uh, some of the the mesquite competition that you're having. Absolutely, this is you know the Casablanca Rib Fest is a is a great community event. These these fun contests really uh, dive into that. We're we're going to have a competition, a watermelon eating contest competition between the three principals in mesquite from the high school, the middle school, and the <laughs> elementary school. And Joey Chestnut's going to be the official judge for this competition. And the winning schools, uh, Mesquite Gaming and the Casablanca Resort, are going to donate $500 towards their school. And then the, one the, the, this competition has been going on for all four years of, of the event. The Mesquite Police Department's going to take on the Mesquite Fire Department, again, in a, in a five-person watermelon-eating contest. Joey Chestnut will be our official judge for this competition. And Casablanca and Mesquite Gaming are going to be happy to donate $1,000 to the charity of choice, the Wayne Department. Uh, so it's a great way for the community to get involved. Uh, like we said, we have the, the best judge of an eating contest in Joey Chestnut you can have. And it's just going to be a lot of fun for the community to come out. And then you also will have, you'll let the attendees will get to choose which barbecue they love the most and vote for the People's Choice Award. Um, and a team with the most votes by Sunday evening will win how much? $2,000 cash. And, you know, this is a, a, another great way to engage the community. You know, our, our, our task with this Casablanca Rib Fest for people to come out and eat and enjoy their time. But this adds an extra fold to it. They get to vote for their favorite barbecue vendor. And uh, whoever has the most votes at the end of, uh, end of the, uh, the, the day on Sunday is going to win an extra $2,000 to them. So it's really important people to come out, try all three vendors, and vote for your favorite. Yeah, so this is the uh, fourth annual 2021 Casablanca Rib Fest, September 10th, 11th, and 12th, up at the Casablanca Hotel in Mesquite. So, um, Christian, want to thank you for uh, letting our listeners know about this. And uh, like I said, I'm going to come up. I'm going to come up and check this out. Absolutely, Coach. You got to vote for your favorite barbecue and uh, join the masses as you come to the Casablanca Resort on that great weekend. Christian, thank you very much for uh, informing us of uh, this great event that you have. Thank you. Remember Old Vegas where the golf courses were right outside your door? The Casablanca in Mesquite is just like Vegas used to be. Now at bookmesquitegolf.com, you can build your own room and golf getaway starting at $100. Mesquite golf packages draw golfers from all over the country to play on scenic and challenging courses. Stay in a deluxe tower room and choose from six golf courses, all within a six-minute drive from the Casablanca Resort and Spa. Build your own golf getaway at bookmesquitegolf.com. 
choose from six unique and challenging courses for every golfer. Find the course to match your skill level. The Palms, Falcon Ridge, Conestoga, Oasis Palmer, Oasis Canyons, or Casablanca Golf Club. So pack your clubs and reserve a tee time. Go to bookmesquigolf.com and customize your perfect golf getaway at the Casablanca Resort and Spa. Stay at the Casablanca Resort and Spa. It's just like Vegas used to be. And welcome back to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network. And our Las Vegas Aces will be playing the Chicago Sky tonight, 7 p.m. Same time, UNLV will be playing Eastern Washington at Allegiant Stadium. Tickets are available for both um, if you want to get there. Uh, the Aces play at the Michelob Ultra Arena, which is Mandalay Bay. And again, the um, Las Vegas UNLV will be playing kind of their first real home game with fans more than restricted in the stands. And my understanding is they're going to be, they've got close to 20,000 sold out uh, for the game. So it should be good. And again, both games starting at seven. Uh, now the aces, aces are 19 and seven and they are first in the West conference uh, with the 19 and seven record. The Seattle, uh, Storm is 18 and 10. So it's a good 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 way to be up on them. Connecticut now is 21 and 6. So right now the Aces want to keep that second position because the second position is going to get a couple of buys in the playoffs. Um so uh the the Aces right now have some injuries. Liz Cambage has been put on the COVID list. So she is in quarantine right now. Derricka Hamby sprained her ankle um, against Atlanta. Didn't play in Indiana, but they really didn't need her. Uh, but she is still out. So uh, the Aces are down a little bit there. The Sky, uh, they picked up Candace Parker, who is a great player. Um, she's She's been hurt a lot, but she played for the L.A. Sparks for a number of years, has a number, number of championships uh, with the Sparks. Averaging 12.6 points, 8.3 rebounds, and 3.7 assists. And she is from Chicago. So, uh, you got a couple choices tonight. You've got the UNLV Rebels, Eastern Washington, on the turf at Sam Boyd Stadium. Or you have the Aces versus the Chicago Sky. So, again, Kelsey Plum will probably see a lot more playing time tonight. Um, and as I said, with Derek Hamby out, that's your sixth person of the year, um, for two years in a row, which is kind of a big blow for them. And they're going to need this against the sky. The sky is 14 to 13, but they are a tough team. And if you remember a couple of years ago, uh, Hamby threw in like a 35 footer with about three seconds, um, to win the game, uh, against the sky at the Michelob ultra arena at that time was just Mandalay Bay. So you're listening to Coast's Corner on the Highway Radio Network. We'll be back right after this short break. Now let's get back to Coach's Corner. Here again, your host. And welcome to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network. And we have Christian Adderson of the Casablanca Hotel and Resort in Mesquite, Nevada. And he's here to tell us about the 2021 Super Run Car Show. Uh, which will be September 17th, 18th, and 19th. Uh, and this is a partnership with 
Las Vegas Cruising Association. So, Christian, thanks for coming on the show. And tell everybody about how big an event this is. This is a huge event for you guys. Absolutely. Uh, the Mesquite Super Run is, is a great car show event, and we're going to have over 600 cars uh, displayed over a three-day uh, weekend here in Mesquite over September 17th through 19th. So if you're a car fan, you're going to see everything up here, vintage cars, new cars, customs, rat rods. I mean, really, if you're a car fan, you're going to see every type of car uh, up here at the Casablanca Resort over that weekend. And then you've got uh, a lot of money to be awarded, correct? Absolutely. Uh, 15000 in cash and, and drawing prizes uh, for car show participants, and over 260 total awards will be given out. Uh, we have a lot of great cars, and we're going to recognize those great cars that come out and participate in the Mesquite Super Run Car Show. And a lot of those awards are based on the voting of attendees, correct? Absolutely. One of the many great things about the Super Run event is, one, it's free to the public to attend, and also the public can vote for their favorite car, and that goes to the results uh, of the contest. So when you come out to the Casablanca Resort uh, for Super Run, make sure you grab your ballot when you're, while you're walking around and looking at these great cars and vote for your favorite car. Yeah, and some of, some of the events include open header cruises, slow drag competition, roaring engines, bring your earplugs, people, um, burnout competition um so for more information you can go visit superrun.com now this event is this do you also have this spread out throughout the city of mesquite we do yeah the the, the event takes place at the the casablanca resort and then right across the street uh, at the old oasis property we utilize that parking lot and then you'll see cars at our sister property the virgin river hotel and casino and then during that open header cruise, these cars uh, really open it up, and they uh, <laughs> they cruise through town, and and uh, not a bad spot to to look at these great cars when that's going around. And and I think that's the beauty of this event is you not only get to look at these great cars, we get to see what's under the hood and see them in action with the open header cruise, the slow drag, roaring engines, and that burnout competition. So, like I said, car fan, you got to get up here for Super Run September 17th through the 19th. Yeah, and it's open to the public, and it's free. Uh, but if you want rooms, where do they go to get rooms? Absolutely. Go to CasablancaResort.com or VirginRiver.com and uh, book book your hotel as soon as you can. Uh, we will sell out that weekend with over 600 cars and all the great car fans coming up to Mesquite for that weekend. We're definitely going to be sold out that weekend. Yeah, so it's a great event um, that you guys put on. And as you said, over 600 vehicles. Um and as you said, every possible combination of cars from a, a you know, a classic car to rat rods, um, you know, and then the, you know, when they have these burnouts and things, I mean, you got flames coming out of the exhaust. Uh, it, it's a great event, a great event for anybody that's a car buff. Uh, and if you're not a car buff, maybe we can turn you into a car buff by coming up and checking it out. Absolutely. There's nothing better than bringing the whole family up here. It's free to the public. Wander around and see just some beautiful cars, and yeah, once you get that that uh, classic car itch, it's it's hard to get uh, to scratch it. But walking around and getting to see all these cars in action is a great way to uh, enjoy a great weekend up here at the Casablanca Resort. Right, and you and you've got the Casablanca Resort in itself with its uh, unbelievable pool and spa. Uh, you've got the hotel with the uh, uh, the restaurants, and. It's a one-stop shop, basically, if you if you come up there to the Casablanca Hotel up in Mesquite. So, Christian, I want to thank you very much for talking about the 2021 Super Run, which will go from September 17th, 18th, and 19th 
at the Casablanca and Virgin River Hotel and Casino. So, Christian, thank you for coming on the show and informing our listeners of this event. Thanks, Coach. All right. And welcome to Coach's Quarter on the Highway Radio Network. And we've got a great guest, Christian Addison of Mesquite Gaming. And Christian, you've got some unbelievable golf values for the summer. Absolutely. Mesquite is the place to be this summer. And the Casablanca Resort's ready with some, some great offers to get some people up out of Las Vegas and uh, come enjoy our great resort for a great long weekend away or if you need a little extended weekend, the Casablanca is the place to be. Well, you, and you typically, you still run your $99 room and golf packages, correct? Absolutely. Our $99 package is, is famous and it goes all year round. Uh, but in the summertime, we bring out an even better package for people to enjoy. We have our $59 summer midweek room and golf package and it can't be beat. Right. Right. So, and that runs until the uh, end of our September 7th, correct? Yeah, that's when our, our course is going to uh, overseas for, yeah. for the summer. But you can take advantage of this great uh, $59 package. It gets you a room at the, the Casablanca Resort and one round of golf at either the Palms or the Casablanca Golf Club, two of the, the great golf courses you can find here in Mesquite, Nevada. Right. Okay. And then you also you also will do groups, and you're, you kind of handle the group coordination for any kind of group event. So if I've got a group of, say, 20 guys, they want to come up there and play. They can. It's a one-stop shop, basically. They call you. You take care of everything for them. Correct. Absolutely. Absolutely. We we have a great group sales department, and they're almost like a golf concierge for for those group leaders. And uh, so, yeah, if you got your group of twenty, you know, come on up to Casablanca. We not only book our courses, the Casablanca and Palms, but we have six of six whole courses in the skeet within six minutes of the Casablanca Resort. So you can play the courses that we have, but we also have uh, group rates that we can offer at the other golf courses here in town. And we can put together a great stay-and-play package for that group coming out to the Casablanca. And it's just a great way to, get, to go and get away with uh, with your golf group and enjoy, enjoy a great uh, time together. Yeah, and you've also, the, the hotel has won some tremendous awards, the best of awards, correct? Yeah, Casablanca was, we're, we're happy to... Uh, uh, received the best of Las Vegas, best destination. And, you know, that, that comes with, you know, a lot of our uh, uh, things we have to offer at the property, bring that bring that to a head. We have a great spa. Catherine's Steakhouse is, is beyond um, <laughs> compare. And, uh, you know, and the resort itself is it's just a great place. So we're very humbled to receive that best of Las Vegas award. And we're looking forward to sharing that with people to come up and enjoy you know, the Casablanca Resort, which was the gold winner, uh, best Las Vegas, best destination. Yeah, and that's that's competing with all the big hotels in Vegas also. Yeah, so if, you, if you're living in Vegas and looking for that great getaway, book your room at the Casablanca Resort. Come enjoy all the amenities, golf, spa, Catherine's, and our great pool area. It's definitely an oasis in the desert, and you'll feel like you're miles and miles away from home. Uh, but just a short drive up to the Casablanca Resort. Yeah. Now, if people are interested in getting information, they can go to CasablancaResort.com or call 1-877-GETAWAY, and you'll get all the information that you need for uh, any of these packages that we've talked about. Um, so you just finished up with the 18th Annual Mesquite Amateur, correct? Yeah, we, we had over 630 uh, participants in that golf tournament. Um, and, you know, we, we obviously took a year off with, with COVID and, 
But everyone came back really excited. It was great to see everyone back together. Uh, we do dinner parties during that tournament. Uh, we had over 20 flights, so you play with like age and ability uh, with that tournament. So another great year in the books for the Mesquite Amateur. And uh, people can uh, get ready for the 2022 Mesquite Amateur. We're looking forward to it. And how are the courses? They should be in great shape with this all this heat. Absolutely fantastic. And the Mesquite Amateur takes place at the end of May, beginning of June. And those courses are just in great shape for those folks to come out and enjoy. And, you know, great competitive golf, but but uh, also at the same time, the great hospitality that the Costa Blanca offers. Um, you pair that with a first-class tournament, and you just have a great time at the Mesquite Amateur. Yeah, and, and like I said, you can't – I mean, first of all, if you're coming up to Mesquite in the summer, the pool area is just outstanding. I mean, it's – if you didn't know where you were, you would never know you're in Mesquite in that pool area. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's definitely like I said, an oasis in the desert. And when you when you come to the backside of the Casablanca property and walk out to that pool area, like you said, you're you're taken to a whole different place. And that place is relaxation, uh, cold beverages, and a nice refreshing pool. And that's the place to be at the Casablanca. And as you said, with Catherine's Steakhouse, one that voted one of the top 100 romantic restaurants in the country, and the pricing, which is really, really, really reasonable. Uh, for for the quality of food that you get up there, it's truly amazing. Truly amazing. It re- it really is, and you know, Catherine takes on that that old school feel of you know we have yep. a lot of table side service from our salads to our desserts, and we have you know the great prime beef, um, you know from from the stockyards that that you can't beat it. The same steak you're getting on the strip at one of those great steakhouses, <laughs> you're getting that same steak at Catherine's. And uh, you're enjoying just an old-school place um, that, that, that puts service first, and the customers have a great time. Yeah, it's a, it's a great – I mean, if you're traveling, if you want to stay, staycation, just right up the road on Interstate 15, um, unbelievable property. Rooms are great. Restaurants are great. Service is outstanding. Golf is outstanding. The spa is great. Pool area is just unbelievable. Um so I mean you've got to you've got to take advantage of this uh, opportunity, people. So if you're interested, go CasablancaResort.com or call one eight seven seven Getaway. And we've been speaking with Christian Anderson of the Mesquite Gaming and Golf. So Christian, thank you very much for uh, getting us uh, this information. So you're running that special that that uh, fifty nine dollar midweek special until September seventh, correct? That's correct. And then, you know, after that, you can still book that $99 package correct. into the fall and, and on. So it's a, it's a great way to go and enjoy mesquite. Yeah. And if you got and if, uh, and if your lady friend doesn't play golf, you can send them to the spa. <laughs> so absolutely. Yeah. The, the women always love the spa. I mean, I've, I've been on a number of trips where we check in and the first thing the women do is go, uh, we'll be at the spa. See ya. Um, you know, go out and you guys go out and golf. We're going to be at the spa. So getting taken care of. So Christian, I want to thank you very much for letting us know about these uh, specials. And uh, we'll continue to talk to you about what you're going, what you have going on in the fall. Sounds yeah. Coach sounds great. We got some great tournaments in the fall in Nevada open, the cost Blanca two man. And uh, yeah, always great events and great things happen. At the cost Blanca resort. We can't wait to have everyone come up and see us. Thank you, Christian. Thanks, Coach.